Hello and welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. Inside of you is an infinitely compassionate and wise being you never knew existed. I'm Dr. Wendy Hill, talking to you from Encinitas, California, where I help people with their personal and spiritual growth through workshops and one-on-one meetings. Let's explore together how to find your true self and to live the life you were meant to live. We will talk about everything from how to heal your inner child and transform your current life, to how to connect with your highest self, and to connect with others in ways that bring joy. My guests will be clients, friends, other professionals, and maybe even you. So I invite you to relax and open your mind and your heart. This is an adventure we all share. My guest today is Aziz Nazarov. And Aziz is an unusual, he's an unusual man in that he has a business, uh, a cleaning service, a domestic home cleaning service that is remarkably unusual. And when asked why he put in the level of excellence he's put in, his answer was, was incredible. And I want you to hear the answer because it may give you some some clues about how to be happy in your life. So welcome, Aziz. It's so good to see you here. Thank you, Ms. Wendy, for having me. So tell, tell us a little bit, first of all, what is your business? And let's, then we'll go to that question that was asked you. Why do you do that? Why do you work so hard? Well, why do you do what you do? Well, because, uh, first of all, I love what I do. And uh, the bigger thing, I want to bring the uh, joy to the people who I provide the service. So and, uh, to the level of what I bring in is because I don't see why not why people do not really provide their services to the 100%. My understanding is that you go over the top in your ability to to give service to people. So again, tell us what is it you what is your service and what do you do? So my service is focused mainly on residential cleaning services in uh, around San Diego County, which is uh, I really want to keep our community clean healthy and uh, that's why I'm always around and not only focusing on on south or west or east but by I surround all around San Diego and the name of your business magic clean magic clean made yes. yes okay so tell us about that question that was asked you why do you do what you do why do you go so far why are you the absolute very best and people are, are saying amazing things about you. Well, Why? What, what, where did this come from? Well, it's all come from really hard working the pretty much entire my life. You know, where I'm from, we really started in early age working. And uh, I believe hard work is what makes it the best. And that's why I try to deliver and always look after my uh, cleaners so they provide to the to the level of what I'm looking for. So you have an accent. Where were you born and raised and what brought you here? Uh, I have born and raised in the country of Uzbekistan which is uh, former 
Soviet Union countries. And uh, is this does the word Russia? Is it's close. Yeah. So it and and what was the year? Nineteen ninety. One. 1991, something happened in your life. T- tell us about that. 1991 is when we, when Soviet Union overall collapsed, and we pretty much got into the very harsh and tough time where a lot of people lost what they had at that time. So a lot of people started Im- uh, migrating to the different countries. So in uh, several years, I got opportunity to leave my country and come so to the United States. So b- before you go e- even into that, I remember you saying, imagine waking up one morning and the home that you owned, you no longer own. Tell us about what it was like at that during that time. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. So imagine like we had 15 countries being together. And one day you wake up and we all collapsed. Every country become independent. However, it, it might sound, wow, yeah, you got independent. It's so nice. But it's not at all. Overall, it was so bad because we had to go through so many changes. Like our currency had been changed like three to four times. And every time they would make the new currency the previous currency would go to just nothing you know so whatever your savings they all go to zero basically so people can relate to the history of the civil war the south money of the south no longer was money and that's what happened in your country so when you lost your home uh, where did you live were you asked to leave right away who lived who lived there who owned it well, we like we we still had our I mean apartment. It's I mean small, but it's still been you know apartment. And uh, and like six of us, we've been living in one apartment, which is was really hard, you know. So, but there was no any other choice. So we had to survive somehow. And my parents been working so hard, and uh, you know. It, it it's been it it been a lot what we went through. I don't know that we here in America can really appreciate or understand the kind of trauma that you went through and you survived. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that was like? Oh yeah, I mean you you uh, know how spoiled we are here, uh, right? Oh yeah, I mean definitely I can compare that because when I first time came to United States, I saw how much people have here but they don't appreciate. And I was shocked. How could you tell we don't appreciate? What? Well, they tried to make an excuse for anything. Where even the, just a, let's take just basic weather. It gets a bit hot. People complain it's hot. It gets a bit chilly. They say it's cold. I mean, back home, we didn't have such a thing. The weather, we never look at the weather. So people didn't complain? Well, maybe yes. they Maybe they can. Compl- yes, but it didn't change anything. They could complain to, I mean, to who? I mean, you know what I mean? No one listened, really. Because everyone pretty much was going through the same, 
lifestyle. So are you saying that here, when someone complains, there are other people who say, oh, poor you? Mm, yeah. I see you, you rolled really. your eyes when I said that. So <laughs> yeah. t- you asked before we started this interview, is anybody going to take offense if I say that we're spoiled here? Yeah. And I say, uh, be straight, say it anyway. Say what you see, because we want to know how you got to be. You are a happy man. I mean, I am happy. I and am you are thankful a, what, where I am, what I do, and thanks God pretty much, you know, all my family around me. So, And we want to know what we can learn from you on how to be happy. So well, you m- went through, you came from a country that has extreme weather, yeah. that had uh, an upheaval of the government repeatedly, where your money meant nothing. Yeah. So you learned some lessons from that about life and about happiness. What did you learn from that experience? I should say straight away a lot. What I mean by a lot is uh, having the opportunity. What I have right now here, I don't think I would ever have back home. For example, what? For example, I mean, just say driving my car. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't think I would ever be able to buy back home. Or even have a car. Or even have a car. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's expensive, and uh, just comparing of the economy is huge. The pricing, it's so expensive. However, you don't make those money there. You know, in United States, if you work, you will you will be fine. All you just need to put hard work is what I do. All you just need to work hard. You can always save your savings. You can always manage. You know. Uh, your living, and driving car, or you know, slowly buying your house—it's all—it's doable. What I'm just saying, in United States, is doable. Back home, I mean, if we compare right now, the average salary of school teacher, it will be about eighty to hundred dollars a month. A school teacher yes. is making eighty to one hundred dollars a month. How do you live on that with the high prices? How does anyone survive on uh, that? That's a good question. It's a good question. It's uh, <laughs> and it's it's really tough. It's really tough. But people try to survive somehow. I mean, it, it's it's hard to even uh, to say. But it's. Uh, you don't want to face that. So what, what you're painting a picture for us to see is an extreme difference between where you came from and the abundance that you see here and the fact that we, because of our lack of perspective that you have, that I'm wanting you to give us your perspective, we have a lack of gratitude, a, a lack of appreciation, yeah. For for the blessings that we have here, yeah, I I just uh, I really want people here in the United States just to imagine themselves for an for an hour or for a day, you know what I mean, in someone else's shoes. Okay, and so they will they will feel the huge huge difference. They'll feel 
a lot by what having those people overseas and what American people have here because it's a huge difference and they they have to appreciate and work hard sometimes I just look people randomly work I mean just you know not just putting any hard work they don't want to work I don't understand why people here don't want to work so it's confusing to you to see what you might call a lack of motivation or laziness is almost like a sense of entitlement here that we things should be given to us automatically is that i guess yeah it's what the american actually expect everything just given to them straight in their hands they don't want to work for it can you give us an example of something that has happened that you watch that would be a good example of someone who's really unhappy and that you could see why they're unhappy. Yeah, there is the interesting gentleman I met. I mean, it was uh, about a year ago. And he was uh, actually, I mean, local San Diego, I mean, American. And uh, he graduated the SDSU. However, he doesn't want to put any hard work. Even having a degree, but now he's just don't want to do anything. He's expecting that he got a degree. I mean, getting a degree is already it's huge because even back home, not everyone could do it. It costs so much, and this man living in such a wealthy big nice country United States and not trying to use all he has and all every time I see him oh he just say oh I don't have that they're not giving me that he always complaining about something he's not a happy person he, he doesn't look at all and I don't know what could be wrong I mean he has he has everything what I mean, everything is, he has a stable country. You know, go, go ahead. Yeah, and a stable country, which is, which is really concrete, you know what I mean? The roots to the point, I don't think anyone ever will, you know, collapse this country you know what I mean destroy this country because like what happened in our country it happened in just in one day so that's I why that was unexpected but here you don't get anything close to what we have so Aziz are you have you observed or are you thinking that Americans generally may have a weak character or do you, do you see this a lot or tell us your perspective I th I think personally Americans should have uh, I don't know tried to have maybe more opportunity to experience abroad um, to get a perspective yeah so they so they can 
sense what's going on out there and then be more appreciative to what they have here. You know, it seems to me that you have embraced and accepted one of the things that many people have not, which is the reality, the truth, that life is difficult by its nature. Yeah. And that if you expect life not to be difficult, the result is going to be a lot of unhappiness because you're going to be fighting against and feeling a victim uh, to everything that happens to you that isn't to your liking. Yeah. Since you have had such a difficult early life that you you came to here to get away from and you saw the excess here and the spoiled attitudes, it was a piece of cake for you to start a business and to do what you've done. The difficulties that this man you're talking about is unwilling to do, that was a piece of cake for you. That was easy for you. Because you had accepted that life is difficult, so you didn't complain. You didn't feel like a victim. That's that's true, because I never, I always try to not ever complain about the, especially the hardness of the life. Because if you don't feel any hardness in the life, you will never feel the happiness of the life. You have to go through the hard time and feel and get all that feeling and appreciate that. And that what will lead you to the happiness. There is something that I talk about a lot, and that's what I call warrior spirit, which is the willingness to persevere even though the situation is difficult. And I also talked about what I call healthy suffering versus unhealthy suffering. And healthy suffering is enduring the difficulties of life mm-hmm. and feeling the difficulties, but not complaining about it, just knowing that you whatever it is that you can't change, if, you're, if it's a hot day or a cold day, you simply experience it. You don't complain about it. Unhealthy suffering comes when you start complaining about it and you start thinking that you, you're supposed to have it be different. And that's when a person loses perspective and they lose their happiness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I remember my first days when I immigrated here. I I was so, I felt that homesickness, you know. And uh, since everything for me was new here, everything and everyone, the culture, the language, the people, Everything, I mean, uh, you you can name it. I can't imagine how scary that must have been. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's hard to remember those, you know, first days, first week or first months. But, you know, I guess that it's all in the past. And uh, I learned the language. I learned the cultures of the United States. I met a lot of people here and finally you know I even opened my business and uh, how long did it take you from arrival to to opening your business I should say probably about seven to eight years and so those first seven or eight years what were you doing I mean first of all learning English 
Yes. <laughs> not an easy language. Well, no, because uh, it's absolutely different from the language I used to speak back home. Mm-hmm. You know, so and uh, that's why I had to put really good time to it and learn uh, English. So then I slowly, when I, you know, learn it uh, to the point where I could pass the English test, I entered to the College of Grossman, where I took my degree of kinesiology. The degree of what? Kinesiology. Kinesiology? Yes. Oh my goodness. Go ahead. Tell yeah. us more. Well, since I l- uh, the, the one of the biggest things I love in my life is a sport. I've always been in a sport, and uh, I love it to the point, actually... I've been actually teaching the sport, and till nowadays, I still teach, you know, part-time at the the gym of friends of mine, so, and uh, which is lead me to the kinesiology degree, because I like, I start learning more, like, getting into more sport science. Well, for our listener, what is kinesiology? So, kinesiology is uh, movements of human body. So the easy way to describe it, and uh, and it's pretty much you uh, learn how all your muscles work, how all your joints, uh, you know. So the people even uh, take the further step, which is going even to physicians, like you know, getting degree in physical Mm -hmm. therapy, in uh, doctors, you know, some people. So this certainly fits into sports. Yeah. And healthy sports. So, uh, are you getting paid for that coaching you're doing? Uh, yes. I mean, it just, uh, I should say, just tips, you know. <laughs> it's okay. not much, really. This is what I love to do. This is That's why I just pretty much like a... So, so what I keep hearing, and, and you're not saying it directly, but I keep hearing you giving beyond what is asked. Yes. That you find, and I, I know that this is a source of happiness for you, is that when you have a client or a student or just anyone in your life that you can give to, that gives back to you. And I want you to talk about that, that feeling, because I think that's so important. You know, in our culture, which is so, tends to be so narcissistic about what I can get, what, what's good for me, you're coming from a different direction of what can I give you and that that gives back to you. I want to hear about that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's. Uh, I see sometimes people measure everything with the money. You know what I mean? So yes, they they think everything is money. Yes and no. You know, and uh, how I see things, and I and I don't try to ever compare it with the money. Whatever I give to my students or uh, to my customers in the cleaning. I always give from my heart, and uh, I never ask for more than I deserve. And with my students, I even stay extra time, extra like two, three hours by coaching them, by guiding them, you know, preparing them to the next step. Whatever they have questions, they always come after class and ask me, 
I sit and talk with them, you know, I provide another, you know, my extra time there. And I don't ever ask for anything because I know whatever it goes, it will always come back to you. So yes. that is the most important to give something to someone without asking to return. That is profound key to happiness. Yes. And so say that again because our listeners really I'm sure just eating this up. They need to we need to know this, need to hear this how important this is for our happiness. Yes, you have to remember give away and never ask back. Because that it's it will come by itself. Even if it doesn't come from that person? Exactly. You don't yeah, there is not necessarily coming from exactly that person and not maybe necessarily coming exactly to you, but it will come from someone else to your family. You know what I so mean? What, yes, I think I do know what you mean. And it's what you're saying is that there, when you are giving from love, which is really, you haven't said that word, but it's a loving act, you are doing something to awaken an energy that brings it back to you or it circulates that love, that, yeah. that generosity, that giving. What makes me... It gives me joy and uh, and I and makes me really easy to fall asleep at night is when I bring some happiness to other people. Give something extra so those people remember you. You know, your your customers, your clients, your friends, your family are very lucky to have you in their life as ease. And I am so grateful that you take the time to come here today and do this interview. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure, Miss Wendy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Remember that you're worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. This is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.